Welcome to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where we celebrate the craft of poetry. Each week, we feature interviews with incredible poets and artists, including Olivia Gatwood and A.E. Stallings, and original poetry read by the authors. I'm your host, James Moorhead, poet laureate of Dublin, California, and author of Canvas and Portraits of Red and Gray. Chapter One, Canvas. For the very first episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, I'll start with the title poem of my book, the poem that helped convince me to publish my first book and to finally curate 40 years of my poetry into something permanent. I'll first read the poem, and then I'll go behind the scenes on how the poem was created and inspired. Canvas by James Moorhead. I stretched myself over the frame, pulled taut to smooth skin's creases, my canvas set awaiting your first stroke. You lay out the brushes with care, bristles clean and dry. The first brush, its head cut sharp to detail the subtle wrinkles around my eyes. The second wide to fill my laughing smile. The third rough to capture a storm swelling behind me over the sea and one more a piercing point to drop a tear that belies my melancholy. Stepping back, you scan me before preparing your palette. What shade of Caucasian to choose for my sun-aged skin? How much gray will you need to sneak silver threads into my thick brown hair? How should you dress me? What textures will you drape? Am I alone on a trail or seething in a concert crowd? How will you capture the chaotic cacophony swirling in my mind with only strokes of oil? And how can you reflect everything I've seen into the detail of my eyes? And are they wide open alert, unable to find sleep or quivering and fighting exhaustion? Or are they shut tight and twitching in REM triggered dreams? Or are they still serene like death? I think you should start with my memories, so many to choose from you can't possibly paint them all, lest the layers grow so deep that the color slides from me dripping forgotten onto the floor. Perhaps start with the bliss of running through a New England park, pulling a kite, its fluttering tail flying up into the crisp fall breeze, the critch-critch sound of leaves beneath my feet. Perhaps start with the melancholy of bullies' fear that started in sixth grade and lingered relentless until my scrawny frame sprouted six feet tall in high school. Perhaps start with the sound of music from my parents practicing while I lie beneath the Steinway, floating on waves of notes as father's fingers race the keys while mother's oboe pierces the chords. Or perhaps start with the near silence of when I escape the frenetic digital pulse and head onto a trail, stepping in rhythm until hours later I lie back, eyes closed, to let my ears explore the forest depths. I hope you choose to paint me with my eyes wide open so I can see your expression as you apply the final stroke. And when you are done and the paint is drying, its pungent odor slowly fading and imperceptible until the last molecule of scent escapes. 
And when you walk away, your brushes cleaned and neatly packed, your tubes of paint capped and stored. Will you remember me? Will you remember each brush stroke and shade of oil? Will you be relieved to finish me, to escape this dreary task? Or will you wait until the palette runs dry so we can share this moment a little longer? Unlike most of my poems, Canvas fell out of me 80% complete in a stream of conscious one morning last year. I woke up with the idea, grabbed my phone, and just started writing. It felt like a good baseball swing, effortless. I wasn't thinking, just swinging words into Google Docs. That has only happened one other time, a poem from years ago that I'll get to in a future episode. My poetry up until I wrote Canvas was primarily E.E. E. Cummings-style free verse. Canvas was something different, almost a prose poem with stanzas intentionally long and intended to be read or spoken in long extended breaths. The poem was surely influenced by the wonderful film Portrait of a Lady on Fire and is autobiographical. I'm fascinated watching artists craft a portrait, the intimacy that must be part of that process, which can't be rushed and requires such attention to detail. The idea started with a painting being more than just a capture of an image and going deeper, a capture of the subject's story. In Canvas, some of the steens come from my story. I also wanted to explore the relationship between the artist and subject as being more than a transaction and having real connection. I never had a portrait of me painted, so I had to imagine what that would feel like, and I've never painted. After writing the rough draft, which was mostly finished in one burst of writing, while lying in bed, I started researching the tools and techniques of portrait painters for phrases like, the first brush, its head cut sharp to detail the subtle wrinkles around my eyes. I have several original paintings by artist Alice Sank, who specializes in extraordinarily detailed oil paintings with stylized figures. Her portrait style paintings were in mind when writing phrases like, and one more a piercing point to drop a tear that belies my melancholy. I also had the idea of the painting being more than an image of me, but also of my memories, and used four stanzas to capture autobiographical snippets. I chose each of these vignettes because they were a combination of key aspects of who I am, and each is very visual. Each of the four vignettes in the middle of the poem is real, not imagined, the challenge being expressing each scene as poetry, not prose. The difference is subtle. Poets have different tools to work with than writers of prose, sometimes more constrained, sometimes less, but always trying to distill an idea with the smallest number of perfect words. Poets agonize over a single word or phrase, how the poem appears visually on the page. The poem closes trying to capture the relationship between the artist and the subject. Perhaps in reality, a portrait artist is so focused on the technique and work that an emotional connection is unlikely, but I doubt that's the case. Creating a poem or a painting or any form of artistic expression is so personal, a portion of yourself is exposed and shared. And then the revising and editing begins. For most of my poems, the first draft goes through multiple rewrites, revisions and edits before being worthy of publishing. Canvas was different. 
and it was more about fine-tuning and perfecting. Small details like beginning, the beginning of each of the autobiographical stanzas and the phrase, perhaps start with thee. I had a friend read Canvas to me, which was very helpful, and I noticed that I wasn't being consistent in that section of the poem. You learn things about a poem by reading it out loud and by having other people read the poem back to you. Where do they get tripped up? What doesn't sound the way you intended? What segments have the most impact? And of course, the ending. Poems, unlike novels, end with starting points, the reader taking the poem and personalizing what it means, where it goes. I love the image of the subject wondering if there was a connection. Will the artist remember them? Was it more than just a transaction? Of course, like any poem, it's less about what I was intending to communicate and where the poem takes the reader, or in this case, the listener. Thank you for spending a few moments with me. You can Google James Moorhead Canvas to find my book and learn more about my poetry. The Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Twitter at Dublin Ranch, subscribe to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, and follow us on viewlesswings.com or on Instagram at Viewless Wings. Thank you.